Welcome once again to The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management. Today in studio, I have myself, Darren Long. With me by my side is Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. We are going to take the show today, Jeremy, a lot to talk about. We're going to have some fun with a few different topics. And I want to remind people before we get going that the number to call in to get some information about buying gold and silver, owning gold and silver, whether it's to take it home, whether it's to store it, whether you want to look into our allocated financing accounts where you're using other people's money to make your investments, or whether it's just something you'd like to put in and meet that RRSP deadline, today we'll talk about it. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The number, again, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. I will remind everybody that we have been in this business since 2002. This is our ninth full year on the air. I'm happy to say that, and it has been a lot of fun, Jeremy. And before we get started, we're going to talk about something that's very interesting. It's happening behind the scenes. It's not new to this show. We've discussed it at length and sometimes ad nausea. It's the U.S. dollar, what it means to gold and silver. I typed in, Jeremy, right here in front of me as we're taping this show here on Thursday of the week, I typed into Google the two words, U.S. and dollar, and I clicked on the news tab. I want to read the first page of results just by title to give us some inkling of what is happening out there right now and why this is such an important thing to pick up on if you're interested in owning and investing in gold and silver. And the headlines read as follows. U.S. dollar rebound may be cut short by soft ISM result. Great British pound versus U.S. dollar pound strengthens against U.S. dollar despite being sluggish. U.S. dollar in broad decline. Renminbi rallies to highest since 2015. U.S. dollar losing the grip near 89. ISM eyed. In China... Yuan's rapid gains make exporters uneasy as U.S. dollar continues to fall. U.S. dollar skids to three-year low as Nunchen welcomes currency. And finally, daily effects USAM digest. U.S. dollar turns lower as U.S. stocks open. So here we are. We're viewing something that's going to transform the way we look at the stock market. We're on the verge of a possible bubble bursting in the stock market. We're going to talk about an interview by none other than our good old pal, Bart Chilton, the former head of the CFTC. And uh, his interview was with uh, Daniel DiMartino Booth, who's been on our show, and they discuss what happens, where do you park your money if all heck breaks loose in the stock markets. And maybe you'll be surprised about the answer, maybe you won't, but we'll talk about that later in the show. And in regards to gold and silver and how the U.S. dollar impacts gold, Typically, it's it's been a, a very, very clear and well-defined relationship. If the U.S. dollar loses strength against the broad basket of currencies we refer to as the U.S. dollar index, typically gold, at least over the last 100 years, strengthens, and it strengthens dramatically. If you look back since 2002, every single instance of the U.S. dollar continuing its already bearish market has produced much, much higher results in both gold and, as a result, silver. The last time that happened in 2011, in fact, the Canadian dollar was already traversing down towards par and actually beat par for a number of weeks. If you remember, we actually had a more 
potent and valuable dollar than the U.S. dollar, and that was the good old times for all of about 38 seconds. <laughs> and during that time, gold rallied to $1,900 an ounce, while silver rallied to 49 It's fourth such instance since 2002. Jeremy, where we sit today and what we're reading in the news, are you surprised that we're not seeing more people take notice in the broader markets? Our buyers are there. Our door is being knocked on constantly. This is obviously something that's been prevalent throughout the entire bull market, but what do you think is happening and how is this going to relate to gold and silver in terms of that weakening U.S. dollar? Well, I think that uh, when it comes to precious metals, people will pour in as a safe haven when they're panic-stricken. And right now they're lulled into a sense of safety and security with the stock market. You've got Trump saying everything's great and literally the next day the stock market starts to go down and so does uh, the US dollar and so does uh, Bitcoin if anyone's following that. You know, it's interesting to note, uh, if you just wash away all of the noise, we've talked about this on the show, but I think it's it, it bears repeating that Gold since 2003, and we could go back further than that, but gold since 2003 in Canadian dollars has actually only had three down years, one under half a percent, one under 2%, and the big one in 2013 was 23%. But it would surprise, I think, everybody to learn that gold has actually regained that negative 23%, and we're actually ahead by 6% from that top of gold in 2013. Now, what that tells me is that gold at an average of 8.1% over the last 15 years has been a great hedge against inflation. Last year, gold was up 13% in U.S. dollars uh, through uh, 2017, and we did see U.S. dollar weakness through that year. So while we do see at Guildhall Wealth very rational investors getting involved in the market, they're buying at what is considered lows in the market, especially on the U.S. side, and they're just gathering and accumulating their product because more and more major investors, hedge funds, um, analysts of the major markets are saying the stock market could not look more overvalued than it is today. It's absolutely crazy. And when you start to think that they're going to start taking away the quantitative easing and paying down the balance sheet on the Fed's books, what is going to happen when the air stops going into the balloon? And so everyone's in a, has a sense of security and safety right now that the stock market is completely invincible. And I think that's when people should actually be really concerned and perhaps be looking for ways to protect their wealth if things go the other way. And I was thinking about this, you know, there's investing and there's protecting your wealth. Do you protect your wealth in the potential of a company five years out, 10 years out, or do you protect it in something that's been a safe haven for thousands of years? I just saw the other day, they they uh, discovered a, a ring, an Inca ring uh, that was gold and ruby. And you just, you understand that gold will be here in the next thousand years. And this is what makes it such a good thing to hold in your portfolio. And again, if you're averaging over 8% a year, what else do you what else are you looking for? That's a that's a great reason to have 10-15% of your net worth in precious metals today. 18778 silver or guildhallwealth.com. That's the website where you can go and get access to our free investing kit. 
You might want to get the weekly newsletter, the Precious Metals newsletter. We are happy to send it out to you. We'll get you on that list. And it has a host of information. Jeremy, we're also on LinkedIn. We have a group there for those that like to use it where we post almost all the articles we come across on a day-to-day basis. It's a habit within the office that we have. We like to post everything good and bad about the metals markets there. Give everybody some access to that. Simply go to LinkedIn and typed in Guildhall Wealth Management. And Jeremy, as we're talking about this, I'm holding in front of me here an article from Commodity Trade Mantra that was on that LinkedIn group. And it says, dollar weakness supports the case for higher silver prices. Will the banks allow it? It was written by Rajesh J. Shaw on the 24th of January, posted to that LinkedIn group. And it states in the first paragraph, through the first three weeks of 2018, One of the key stories has been the falling U.S. dollar. Expect this trend to continue and even accelerate as we go through the year. After peaking with a false breakout, the dollar index rose to 104 in early 2017 and has now continued to plummet into 2018. And he writes, as he was typing the article, the index was near 90 and already down over 2% year to date. Well, it should surprise nobody that pays attention to our show that that dollar index against a basket of other currencies, that big test, the reserve currency, the U.S. dollar, is in fact now below 90 in the 89 range. And when we saw that last big, huge up uh, tick in the price of gold and silver, that U.S. dollar index actually fell down to about 70. So if we take that and we just superimpose that into gold and silver right now, we're looking at prices potentially in gold, should that dollar index fall back down towards 70 of anywhere in the neighborhood from three to 5,000 an ounce and in silver anywhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 100 an ounce. It's a big move. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talk to any analyst in the the precious metal market, just looking at, at the fundamentals in the market and everyone agrees the price could be much, much higher, especially when you're looking around at again, overvalued markets all over the place, except for precious metals. And again, even though gold in Canadian dollars is basically where a, a little bit ahead of where it was in 2013, you know, if you're looking at, at the exchange rates, you were just saying, Darren, that when we were at $1,900 US and we were at par in Canadian and the, the, the US dollar moved up, got strong. And right now, gold, if you wanted to buy it in Canadian dollars, is about $1,700, a little over that. So we're really only $150 from that uh, original top in the market. So that that's really interesting to note. And I think the market will really start to gather steam once people see the market get above 1400 This year, we've already, we're clearly above $1,300. I think it's going to take a lot to push the market below, although it could happen. But ultimately, again, last year, it was all about staying above 1200 We started out the year with the concerns that can, can gold hold above 1200 By the end of the year, it was, is it going to break 1300 again? We did. We're holding comfortably above it at around 1340 today. So I do also think it's curious, though, that in, 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 in a time where the Fed is raising interest rates, which should actually be drawing value to the U.S. dollar, that the U.S. dollar is actually going down. I think that's very curious, although I think that's to the advantage of the states because they would want a weaker dollar with higher interest rates because if they're raising interest rates, it means they're a debt-based economy. They're going to have to pay more interest payments, but if their dollar's weaker, it balances out. 
Well, let's see where it gets to, Jeremy. I'm excited for one. I will remind you if you're listening to this show that despite what you might know about the marketplace and despite what your thoughts might be about the marketplace, this is not a safe time to be thinking about putting new dollars in the markets you know nothing about. You've got to do your due diligence here, folks. One of the things I want to bring to your attention is that this is an important week for Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin, as we're taping this show today, has breached the $9,000 point. Now, a few weeks ago, weeks, we were trading up in the 20000 US dollar range for a single Bitcoin. Not a coin either, but of course they use the name Bitcoin. And on the heels of some news, another country joining the ranks of Japan and others who've already publicly stated they will do everything they can to thwart the growth of cryptocurrencies because they are neither currencies and they do not represent a store of value. They're nothing more than, as these countries put it, a speculative instrument, which is a weapon of sorts that can lose a lot of money for a lot of people, and they don't want to see that happen. So India has jumped on that bandwagon. Folks, if you own Bitcoin, you've been successful, you've done well for yourself. Remember, Guildhall accepts payment by Bitcoin. This could be a chance for you right now to capitulate, take this profit off the table, put it into something that's long-term, that's been around longer than a few days. And if you have the ability to do this, you can also extend that to natural fancy colored diamonds. Pay using your Bitcoin. What could be easier? Bring it to our attention. Contact us. Go online to our e-store. Remember, if you want to take product home, you have the right to take gold, silver, bars, coins, a combination of both. We can set up something nice for you, a package to put together, to put at home in the safety of your own storage if you want storage through Guildhall, we have the depository account. You can put gold and silver into that depository account in your name, unencumbered. There's no third-party risk there. It's your product stored under your name, and it is segregated to you away from the rest of our holdings. You get your serial numbers, and you can visit your product. Go and touch it. See it. Look on our Facebook group or in our various other social uh, platforms for posts of uh, audits that we've done with clients where we show the product that's been on those skids. We're happy to put it there. And if you want to use allocated financing, another great method to get into the market in the second segment, we're going to talk about how to do that, putting down as little as 45% of the metal you want to invest in. And you want $100,000 worth of metal, put up 45000 But this, folks, is more important than all of these. This is the time of year where you need to finalize those RRSP contributions. Deadline comes up March the 1st. You have a very limited window to get that finished, to count that for 2017. And we're happy to say Guildhall can help you get physical gold and silver into your RRSP. This is the time to do it. If you've been thinking about it, it's a process which takes a few days to finish, about 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes to open an account. If you need to transfer it from an existing institution, don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. It will cost you. It takes some time to get it from your institution over to your new account with Quest Trading Guildhall Wealth. When we come back, Jeremy, we'll talk about that allocated financing account, a little more about Bitcoin, 
maybe perhaps we're going to discuss that um, meeting between the discussion between Bart Chilton and uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth, another interesting comment made by uh, Danielle, which should surprise nobody, and more about how to get gold and silver into your portfolio. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show. Darren Long here with Jeremy Wiseman, our Vice President at Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, an exciting first segment, lots to talk about. We're going to pick on the U.S. dollar today. Seems <laughs> Poor fitting. U.S. dollar. It seems fitting. Poor U.S. dollar in my rear end. But <laughs> the uh, the idea of the U.S. dollar and its relationship to gold and silver is something that's so important for our callers, our listeners, our investors to understand that we cannot avoid that discussion. There's been weakness lately in the U.S. dollar, and it's getting worse. And we talked about it in the first segment, and a couple of things came up. One, in fact, is where is that U.S. dollar index and where is the support level for the U.S. dollar index? Well, it used to be at 90 or above 90. Now it's in the 89 range, yet the stock market's still climbing, Dow's still rising. It's a mere percent or so away from its all-time high. The number of companies contributing to that new highs is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, they've only, they, they can only borrow so much money and buy back their own stock. It's almost as if the stock market's going private. Mm-hmm. And then the quantitative easing works its way through the banks, and the banks can only lever that up so much as well. And, you know, last week you talked about it. We, we saw that article on Zero Hedge about TDC, uh, the CEO of TD Ameritrade saying, our clients' bank accounts are empty. They're they're all in on the stock market. It's not as if wages rose that much that people have that much extra money to throw at the stock they didn't. market. I mean, if you look in, it's 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 pretty nuts out there. And for anyone to be looking to get involved, and, and you look at the the PE ratios and things like that, I mean, at least have a hedge. At least hedge your bets. You know that this role has been going for quite some time. And it's starting, you look at every counterintuitive thought that anyone's having and all the signs and you say, how much more can this stock market go up? When everyone is being completely euphoric, you've got to be thinking, I I should be looking for a way to get out, protect my profits, um, and a way to, 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 again, just protect yourself if the market does come off. All right, well, listen, before we get further into the second segment, I know people want to know the number. It's one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. We're going to go to something that Jeremy dug up also on the U.S. dollar, which was interesting too. And before we do, I was reading a lot of the bank projections, bank statements, and uh, their yearly projections on different commodities and whatnot. CIBC's was very interesting, Jeremy. They do a foreign exchange outlook and they said, and I quote from their foreign exchange outlook, the U.S. dollar weakness we had projected came faster than we thought, making a plateau likely. And the addition to that, they followed up by saying in the same foreign exchange outlook, but there's still another leg of U.S. dollar depreciation down the road when overseas central banks turn more hawkish. There is going to be more and more of this writing on the wall. And once the comfort level sets in, with the idea that the U.S. dollar is going down, and it's almost like a warning for those that know how to invest in the larger scheme, especially the bigger, broader institutions, know how to invest and benefit from a lower U.S. dollar, then the system allows that falling down to happen. You saw Trump do some backstepping on Nunchen's words from Davos, yeah, yep. and uh, he's 
just trying to kind of balance out what was being said, although I'm figuring that the Treasury Secretary was being honest and Trump was being dishonest, saying that he thinks it's going to get much, much stronger. They know it has to weaken, like you said in the first segment. These articles are coming out everywhere, but you found everywhere, but this is one that you found that uh, certainly is worth mentioning to our audience. Yeah, and on the point that you're making about um, about is the dollar getting stronger or weaker, ultimately, you know, go back to what uh, former chairman of the Federal Reserve Greenspan said. He said, the U.S. will always pay its debts. They just can't guarantee the purchasing power of the dollar once they do so. So again, that goes back to my point. They might be raising rates, but ultimately they've got to pay off a bunch of debts and they're either going to do that with low rates or a low dollar. And it looks like it's going to be higher rates and lower dollar, unless, of course, all of these central banks are trying to load dry, dry powder, get their put the bullets in the gun because they know the recession's coming and they don't have any other instruments except the interest rates to either move them up or move them down. And you can't move them down if they're already low. So we've got to get them back up so that we can get them lower again. But there was an article out, we were talking about the US dollar weakness and how it's what its effect on gold is going to be. There was an opinion piece on Bloomberg by Marcus uh, Ashworth. Um, and he spent three decades in the banking industry and was the chief market strategist at uh, Haytong Securities in London. I'll skip down to a couple paragraphs he says near the end of the article, which is, he states, gold is not far below the highs of 2016, around $1,400. A clear break through that ceiling might point to a return to levels seen during the 2010 to 13 as the sovereign debt crisis raged. Absent further signs of that inflation is gaining traction, there's little fundamentally to suggest the move would the move would be sustained. The weakness of the dollar doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The US economy is widely predicted to continue to outperform its developed world peers. And the Fed is set to hike several times this year while the central banks stay on hold. The recent strength in gold is largely a dollar-related phenomenon. Their fate is tied. So again, he's kind of saying what I'm saying. Why is the dollar getting weak if they're raising rates? Well, essentially, look, it's a debt-based system. Everything's going to collapse under the weight of that debt. The debt is already there. The balance sheet's already there. You can try to raise the rates, but the damage is already done. And it seems to me that the dollar is going to continue to get weaker, and they might defend it here and there. Nothing goes down in a straight line, just as nothing goes up in a straight line. But long-term, we're talking debt-based economies, Debt has to be repaid, and it's repaid with uh, austerity. It's repaid with uh, growth and economic activity, which we're not seeing. Um, and it gets paid off with lower lower currencies. So countries are going to keep lowering their currencies overall, and that means higher prices for gold. What's good about gold in this sense, it's it's always beating inflation. So if you're getting a 5-6% inflation, gold is usually outperforming that. And that's why we believe it's important to have 5-10-15% of your net worth in a physical hard asset such as gold and silver. one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. There is an e-store at that website which you can use to buy gold and silver. If you're listening and you like what you're hearing, and you're probably already a buyer if you're excited as we are, then maybe take a look at Guildhall's eStore. It's a fine way to get into the Monthly Buyers Club to add bullion on a regular, every week, month basis. Easy to do, also easy to get it sent home. $500 or more, 
It's free shipping, and we ship anywhere in the world, folks. So if you're listening to the show overseas, it's a podcast, or you're listening live right here in Toronto, we are happy to accommodate you. Jeremy. And just before we go further into our discussions about U.S. dollar and, and all of the things that are, are really essentially pushing this precious metal market higher, just a word of note. Um, we're following how investors are looking to get involved in the market and the different ways that they do it. And we might be talking about some of the paper-backed investments um, that we don't do at Guildhall. But uh, I have seen some investors investing in older bars because they're a lot lower priced to buy into the market. So you're you're talking about bars that that define been, older bars. What is an older bar? It means it was refined uh, any, anywhere from from five years earlier. So you're looking at these old beat up Johnson Matthew bars uh, are are things that that kind of across. Bars. Yeah, and what happens is is investors will go to um, local coin shops that are willing to buy those from people, and then they've got them and they've got them at a really good price. And I, I was talking with a, a client this week about how it works because it really dawned on me that what's happening is when people try to sell these bars, they're getting really, really bad rates because the bars are old, they're going to have to be refined, and while it was cheap to get in, it's not as cheap to get out. Whereas with, with a new product, the premium on the product on the sell side remains pretty high. So you don't lose a lot on the sell side, and you're not paying that much more on the buy side. If you go to Guildhall Wealth, uh, uh, the guildhallpreciousmetals.com, our e-store, you'll see our prices are very competitive. There's always volume discounts as well. And so it's important to stick with, with good, new, clean product. It's easier for wholesalers to take it back. It's easier for retailers to take it back, and it avoids that back-end trouble. It's sort of that, that saying, you know, what's cheap is dear. And it's important to to make sure that you're, what you're buying is very qual- good quality product that can't be questioned, and uh, it's going to avoid hassles later on. And uh, as well, if you're buying the product directly from Guildhall, especially within the registered account, you're selling automatically. We're taking it back automatically. There's no question of what that product is because it was bought within the, the vault system and it's sold within the vault system, so there's no questions. Same thing for clients who, are, who want to store a large amount of precious metals. It's easier to store in a depository like we offer at Guildhall, and when it's time to sell, all you're doing is picking up the phone. You don't have to pile a bunch of bricks into, into a car or a Jeep and drive it over to Guildhall or the depository where it's going to be sold and waste all that time because if Bitcoin's any example, uh, we've seen it in silver as well. Everyone arrives at the party at their own time. Some people like to show up early at six o'clock, some fashionably late at 8 p.m. But when the fire alarm goes, everyone is running for the exits at the same time. By having that product in a vault secured all you have to do is pick up the phone and you're selling that product right away. Think about the amount of profits you could be saving in that respect. And in actual fact, to sell precious metals is quicker in some cases than trying to buy something with Bitcoin. Not only that, Jeremy, I would take that a step further to say for those that are storing their product, there is a secondary option called allocated financing. It's a beautiful account. We've seen our clients use it and it's easy. It's simply the concept of other people's money, where I would lay out $1 in this account, I'm going to get the option to lay down as little as 45 cents of that same dollar and still get physical metal with serial numbers 
tangible hold in my hands, go and visit at the depository. And that's something that a lot of people are doing. In other words, right now, if I wanted to get 10 100 ounce RCM bars, I'd be paying roundabout 18,000 to 19,000 US dollars to get that investment rolling. I'd put it in the depository and I'd have my thousand ounces there. Now I can get the same account as can you or Paul or anyone at Guildhall open for those listening for as little as around $8,000 or about 45% of the total value. Now a client can put up more than that. They could put up 50, 60, even 70% and have just a little tiny bit of financing. But the idea here is as that market moves up, you've got the same 1,000 ounces of product. It's in the vault. It's secure. And buying and selling can happen by phone call. Very easy. And also, I would add to that, the other additional benefit of having a allocated financing account with Guildhall is the opportunity to participate in some in the usage of some very important tools. As you said earlier, Jeremy, when we buy, we might be fashionably late to the buying party. We, some might come at 6, some might come at 8, some might come at 9.30. But when we leave that party, when it's the end of the night and the doors are about to close, everybody hits that exit at the same time. There's a fire alarm, even worse. Everybody panics and goes at the same time. The same thing can be said of the market. When you're making money, you're happy, the price is rising, but the second it starts to reverse, you want to be the first out of that market. This account might help you to do that, folks. If you're interested in participating in something like that, contact us. Get to our website. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. When we come back, we're going to discuss a little bit more about that U.S. dollar. We're going to pick on it today a little further. I wish we had some bells or some sound effects, Jeremy, because it deserves that type of treatment. We are excited, folks. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming on The Real Money Show. You're listening to it right here with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back again, The Real Money Show. Great break and a good last segment. The number to call, folks, if you're interested in getting into the gold and silver markets, if you want to take something home, if it's a gift or whether it's a big chunk of your portfolio you want to put into physical metals or natural fancy color diamonds, as we talk about in the third segment, one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, in that last segment, there was a lot said. We talked about allocated financing, how to get metal for as little as 45% of its total value. We talked about that U.S. dollar weakness, and let's continue to pick on that U.S. dollar. I had brought to the attention of our listeners this week the update called the Foreign Exchange Outlook from CIBC. We talked about CIBC's very bearish stance on the U.S. dollar, especially in the immediate short term. And they are anticipating that this weakness is going to continue. They say in that report that relief, if any, will only be temporary. As the year progresses, both the ECB, the European Central Bank, and the BOJ, Bank of Japan, won't be able to deny the increasing scope to ease up on monetary stimulus in each jurisdiction. With expected Fed rate heights already almost fully priced in, that changing external environment will see pressure re-emerge on the greenback with dollar weakness extending into 2019 against both the euro and the yen. And Jeremy, let's remind the listeners what happens when the price of the U.S. dollar, the value of the U.S. dollar, the U.S. dollar index, which is a basket of currencies measured against the U.S. dollar, weakens. We see gold 
go much, much higher. That's always been the case. And that's the case against not just the U.S. dollar, but any currency. The fact is, is that nothing is stopping any central bank from continuing to print more money or continuing to go into debt. These things have major consequences, and we're just looking for ways that we're going to protect our wealth long term. You know, when you, when as a Canadian, if you, if you ask someone what's the dollar worth, it's very difficult to say what it's worth. It's not tied to anything. So all you really know is that the cost of things are rising over time, whether it's insurance, whether it's uh, your mortgage costs, whether it's uh, the price to go to school, whatever the cost, uh, groceries, entertainment, going to restaurants, things like this. You, you just feel it over time, but it's so quiet and subtle that you don't really recognize it until five, six, ten years goes by and you, you realize, well, if inflation's at 5%, then every five years we're losing 25% of our purchasing power, and every 10 years we're losing 50% of our purchasing power. Well, did your, did your income increase by 50%? If it didn't, then it you did have not. to be looking for ways to protect your wealth long term, and you have to be looking for things that are going to beat inflation. Now, gold has definitely done that. So take some time to learn more about the fundamentals of the market and understand how gold and silver as physical hard assets, and that includes natural fancy color diamonds, are negatively correlated to the debt-based instruments that are out there. Because when you take gold out of the system, it's not debt-based. You're taking the physical commodity out of the system and you're storing your wealth in, in that property. And so it's so important to make sure that you are holding physical product, that you're not buying uh, paper instruments, digital gold, um, or anything that could be uh, what we would consider pool accounts. For us at Guildhall, we think it's very important that investors buy their own product, that they own their own product, that they have the ability to take that product home, that they can hold it in their hand. You know, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And that goes with a plethora of investments out there where all you have to do is just ask the advisor, ask the representative, can I hold that product? Do I have the ability to hold specific product that's mine? And if the answer is no, or if the answer is then it's not real. It's not yours. It could be real, but it's certainly not yours. There's a contract in place. We want you to avoid those contracts. We want you to make sure that when you're paying for this product, you're paying for your own physical product. And I will remind everybody that if you are at any institution and the person you're sitting across from utters the words, I think you should get up and run, not walk. I mean, just my opinion here. But listen, as this moves on, the ultimate truth about physical precious metals is that all the institutions, from banks on down to the small ones, the mom and pop places in the U.S. that still exist to this day, the trust companies, all of them, they don't touch physical precious metals for the most part because it's cumbersome. It doesn't allow them to print their own uh, type. It doesn't allow them to create or be creative and get all, uh, you know, intellectual with the thought process of how complicated they can make the investment. It's too easy for them. I don't know why they haven't adopted this policy. In fact, just this week, our old friends at Scotia Makata publicly acknowledged that there are two suitors for the oldest, the world's oldest publicly traded vault storage and bullion company, Scotia Makata. And they're going to get rid of it to either City or the other suitor was, I believe, J.P. Morgan. 
And that doesn't surprise anybody in this particular arena. We all know the game. It's bounce it back and forth until somebody has to take the blame. Well, tell you what. Oh, it's hot potato? Hot potato. This week, six traders, six of them. First time in the history of being here at Guildhall Wealth. We've talked about manipulation. We've, you know, and it exists in all corners of the financial markets the world over. But to actually see some justice happen, well, it might be happening, folks, in the gold market as we speak. Six traders were arrested Monday. They are from the UBS, HSBC, and Deutsche Bank. And as usual, no JP Morgan was a mountain, you know, added they, to that at all. Did they say when those traders were, were, uh, Acting Arraign. in the market? Oh, they say that this this alleged manipulation and spoofing scheme, as they call it, happened, I believe, between from at least February of 2008 and continuing through at least 2014. It's curious that that's the case because that's when Bart Chilton was on the case at the CFTC and they couldn't find anything with all of their resources. And it's also interesting Which that- Which are piddly in comparison. It's also interesting that they're they're finding, you know, six traders, but, you know, that's not six rogue traders happening. Like one rogue trader is a rogue trader. Six is a conspiracy and that's part of a culture. And the banks are- part of a manipulative cult culture. I mean, they're shorting oil like crazy. Expect oil to drop. The question is, is will the shorts be overrun in the precious metals market? Because there's basically not enough physical product out there on the COMEX to deliver. So that could end up being a major short squeeze in the market. But uh, I do find it interesting that Bart Chilton can, couldn't uh, work his magic with his crew and find these guys at the time. Surprising enough, but ultimately may have been as a result of not enough resources going into this investigation back then. But this is the coming of age of this market here, Jeremy. And we've always said on The Real Money Show that there would be a time when this would happen. And ultimately, this slingshot, which if you can picture just for a second with me, folks, is gold and silver being pulled back and pulled back and pulled back until it can no longer stretch any further Eventually, it's going to let go or it's going to snap. And when it does, look out. We're going to be making up for years and years and years of where the prices of gold and silver should have, could have, and would have gone. And the smart the smart ones have been continuing to accumulate at the lower prices. Lower prices means you're buying a lot more of it. You know, there's... There's uh, less than a billion ounces of silver on the planet. There's more than 7 billion people. So not everyone can hold an ounce of gold. And, you know, Guildhall has clients who are buying over 10,000 ounces. I mean, you want to talk about first world problems, but people buying thousands of ounces at a time, taking that physical product out of the market. And these people are not going to sell if the price of silver goes to $22. They're not going to sell if it goes to 25 They are waiting for the price to be revalued where it needs to be revalued, which is well above 50. If you look at Keith Newmeyer, uh, the CEO of First Majestic, he understands the fundamentals of the market better than anybody. And he totally believes that the market could be well over $100 in the, in the coming years. So US dollar down, that's something that we've talked about. That's going to be positive for gold. The supply demand fundamentals are very positive for gold and silver. You look at the central banks continuing to accumulate that. The debt-based system, the risks, the risks 
risks out there. You got to have five, ten percent of your portfolio in precious metals. We're very passionate about that at Guildhall, and we're also passionate about making sure that you're buying your own product, that it's allocated to you, that it's segregated to you, that you have access to the vault to personally audit your holdings. This is how you know that you own the physical product, and you're not putting your hands into another institution. And by the way, that's my other massive issue that I have with the blockchain technology and all of this. Oh, the Perth Mint is going to back there. They're going to have a cryptocurrency with gold, or there's this cryptocurrency with gold. Yada yada. Again, they're all just other forms of contracts that are keeping you away from your actual physical product. If you cannot take delivery of it immediately, immediately, I'm talking. Okay, give a company a couple days, but that's immediately. If you're getting the runaround, or you're having to pay a lot of extra fees to get that product, where was it? Where was it? Did you own it? These are the type of things that Guildhall's transparency shows our clients, and why we continue to be the best in our industry in Canada. In some cases, Jeremy, a client can call in literally the day before, make an appointment, come in, view their product, see it, take photos, know that their serial numbers are all there, check their inventory, and if they're not happy with the storage. They could take it home right there and then. It's their choice. That's the beauty of being a customer at Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm going to step back for the mic for just a second, and my colleagues can watch as I'm standing here and I'm flexing my muscles right here. You know why? No, I don't know why, I'll tell you because You're freaking me out. It's time to flex your RRSP muscles because we were talking about getting into these markets. This is the time to do it. Put aside that time you need to give us 10, 15, 20 minutes of your day. We'll show you how to open up an account, get physical precious metals inside your RRSP account, get some free gold while you're doing it, one gram for every 5,000 US you put into the account. And ultimately, if you want to extend that to any of our other accounts, whether it be a TFSA, whether it be an allocated financing account, use other people's money, risk their money, not your own. We can help you do that as well, folks. We are going to be talking in the fourth segment a little bit more about both the U.S. dollar. We're going to talk a little bit about colored diamonds. Jeremy, I know you've got tons yeah, to let's, say. I mean, let's we're not beat up on the U.S. Say, dollar. Let's beat up on it for but, sure. You know, the other thing about the RSPs is something that we've noticed a lot over the over the past couple of years with the registered accounts is that a lot of times investors will do their physical gold investments outside of their advisor's portfolio. We are not looking to compete with advisors. They know what they're doing in the equity markets, and we're not looking to compete or take away any business. But we do think that it's important to add to your portfolio and make sure that you are properly diversified by having some physical hard assets in the market, along with all of the equities and and the dividends and things like that. So we're not, again, opposed uh, to advisors, but I will say that many advisors are not aware of the fundamentals in the gold market and but how the benefits, it, the benefits, how they actually diversify portfolios and hedge portfolios. And that's okay. They have their structure that they work within. And we're not here to compete. We're not looking for clients to have, um, you know, interactions with their brokers where they're having an altercation and having to confront them about investing in gold. You can open up a registered account uh, on your own. You can commit a certain amount of funds to that on a regular basis and make sure that you're taking care of yourself and getting some physical precious metals in. We'll show you how to do it. 
Opening the accounts are really easy. Stick with Guildhall. You're going to get the transparency. You're going to get the service. And you're going to get quality. And you're going to get great pricing along the way. one silver Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Get over there now. Get there often. You are listening to The Real Money Show. Come back with us in a few minutes. We are on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Here in the fourth segment, I will give... The number to start, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. Let's talk a little bit about natural fancy colors before we end today's show and bring it back home to that falling knife, the U.S. dollar, before we leave here today, Jeremy. When we talk about natural fancy colored diamonds like gold and silver, huge set of awesome fundamentals underpinning the growth that we've seen in this environment, except for like one, two quarters between here and since we've opened our doors in 2002 and only on weak colors that really don't pertain to what we sell as investment grade diamonds. And I can extend this back probably 30, 40 years. Natural fancy colored diamonds have been on a tear. It's been awesome. Very consistent gains year over year, yellows, pinks. We have a green in the inventory, which hasn't gone up to the site if you're listening, this is the time before it gets up there and we price in the premium based on the comparables that we see in the market, an opportunity for you to become an investor, not only gold and silver, but also in color diamond. Don't take our advice. What are the experts saying, Jeremy? Sure. Well, um, the Fancy Color Research Foundation, which we're members of, they they interview their members uh, throughout the year, um, throughout the different quarters of the year. And uh, about midway through the year, they did an interview with uh, Richard Vanier, who uh, has a he's been a diamond dealer since 1980 out of London. And the question asked by the Fancy Color Research Foundation was the following. Uh, Fancy Color wholesalers and manufacturers report that a large portion of their sales in the last 12 months is made to the investment community. According to the study, investors don't necessarily look at Fancy Color as a commodity for the short flip for a profit, but rather as a long-term item to preserve wealth. They ask, do you feel this shift in demand? If yes, please elaborate on your perspective. And his answer, which shouldn't surprise um, listeners to The Real Money Show, was undoubtedly yes. But this is a recent phenomenon. It's actually been going on. uh, Sorry, but this isn't this isn't a recent phenomenon. It has actually been going on for quite a while. That said, I believe it is difficult to make the distinction between retail and investment. It's naive to think that anyone who buys a rare fancy color ring is not looking to preserve value. Rare fancy color diamonds are not a first purchase. The buyers of these stones are sophisticated and they understand the value of what they are buying. What we are seeing amongst the super wealthy is a trend towards using these rare stones as a place to park their money. They are the perfect commodity for this. They are small, portable, and rare, and their value is not is not known except to a handful of experts. I consider fancy colored diamonds an asset of their own, similar to the art market. Over the past several years, I've seen how the market for them has changed, whereas once they were considered an oddity of a little interest except to experts, they are now an active wealth preservation vehicle. So I think this uh, pretty much encapsulates our thoughts on the natural fancy color diamond market, that those who are investing in the market, even if it's to put into jewelry, appreciate value, and they're not looking to just spend frivolously on an effect, 
But if you're going to spend the money, buy the best quality that you can and make it something that's going to grow in value over time. Perhaps be something that you hand down or perhaps be something to mark um, a, a milestone in your life. At Guildhall, what we specialize in is investment-grade natural fancy colored diamonds. When you come to the website or come to the office, what you're going to notice is that we don't have hundreds and hundreds of diamonds. We don't have diamonds that are small and of low clarity uh, for yellows, for example. You're not going to find quarter-carat yellows or half-carat yellows that are SI or even VS quality. You're only going to find a collection of very high-quality, investment-grade, natural, fancy-colored diamonds. Learning the market, as pointed out um, by Richard Vanier, uh, Yes, uh, most people who are buying natural fancy colored diamonds are sophisticated. It might not be their first investment. We see people who, you know, they've got their engagement ring or perhaps they're they're on to their second marriage or perhaps it's an anniversary. And those are investors who are looking to express themselves through the jewelry and also buy quality and make sure it's something that where the funds aren't being wasted over time. It's very easy to learn about the market. You can set up a meeting with us at Guildhall and we'll walk you through understanding what to look for in a natural fancy colored diamond and especially what we look for in a natural fancy colored diamond to ensure that we're buying investment grade diamonds. We go out and we pick the diamonds. We've been in this business for uh, well over a decade and we know what to look for and we've got the, the right partners in this market to help us to find the best diamonds and will only approach us with diamonds that they know are of a quality that Guildhall wants to procure. So give us a call. Set up a meeting, come look at some of these natural fancy colored diamonds and find out if it's something that would work for you in your portfolio. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. You have to go over to that website. Takes nothing for five minutes of your time, but it might make all the difference in the world in the way you shape the outcomes for your financial future. Having a colored diamond in your portfolio, folks, it's no different than the idea of having a hard asset like gold or silver. It's smart, it's the right time and the right place. The rest of the world doesn't know about these hidden secrets, folks. You, the listener, are unique in the sense that you are getting the head start on those around you. And Jeremy, with that U.S. dollar, as we continue to beat on it today, falling even further, it is more than likely our Canadian dollar is going to buy more and is buying more right now. It's a good start to the year already a big difference for those looking to buy. Yeah, it's actually a great time to get involved in the market as the US dollar is coming down. It does mean that our purchasing power is stronger for colored diamonds. And, uh, you know, look, you could get into the market for as little as just over $10,000 for a fancy yellow diamond to as much as over a million dollars. And we certainly have an Argyle Tender diamond available for, again, a sophisticated investor, someone who is comfortable storing uh, a large amount of wealth in this type of commodity for the long term. Or somebody that just wants to make a whole pile of money going forward. I mean, let's make this fun. <laughs> Investing should be. Now, folks, you've been listening to The Real Money Show today. If you want to get in, contact us at one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. A lot talked about in today's show. It's worth the drive over to Markham to see us at our offices. We're happy to have you anytime. Give us a call. Go to the website, Get yourself some gold and silver and a natural fancy color diamond today. You have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.